You've got a Mr. Consistent, really. Um, a left back. If you describe a left back, it's Matt Target. He's a proper left back. Good on the ball. Good defensively. Um, like I said, good, good in one, one-on-one situations. Makes the right decisions. And I think I think he'll, I think say maximum will probably thrive under him as well. I think get get the better of him there. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. That voice you've just heard there is Birmingham Live's Ashley Priest, who covers Aston Villa home and away. He's joined me on this episode to introduce Matt Target to Newcastle United fans. We talk about the left-back's attributes, weaknesses, strengths, and what he'll bring to a dressing room that's needing leadership in a fight for survival. Please remember to like and follow the podcast. Sit back and enjoy introducing Matt Target. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove, and today we are introducing Matt Target, who of course joined Newcastle United on loan from Aston Villa. I'm joined by Burnham Live's Ashley Priest, who watched Matt week in, week out as part of his role covering Aston Villa. And we'll start, Ashley, by just summing up your thoughts about uh, Matt's exit from Villa. And are you surprised that he's, he's ended up leaving Aston Villa and heading to Newcastle? Yeah, it's been a bit of a shock, Andrew. Hello to the Newcastle United listeners as well. Um, a bit of a shock down in Birmingham, Andrew. Yeah, like you say, a few weeks ago, he was Villa's number one left-back and playing week in, week out. First few weeks of the transfer window. And then Gerard spent £25 million on Luca Dean from Everton. Dean was straight into the starting eleven, and Matty, Matty Target sat out the last two games. And next thing you know, he, he's out the door and up at Newcastle. I seen him get out of the, uh, the private taxi this morning with his medical... So in terms, spoke, listened to his interview back on Newcastle website as well. Spoke well, and he, he's smiling from ear to ear as well. He's, I think he's sensing a really good opportunity here at St James's Park, and um, he can't be grudging really. Um, he can't be grudging. It's a bit of a selfish decision on, on his part. But like you say, short career. He doesn't want to sit around on the bench for the next few weeks, and I think Eddie Howe's guaranteed him first team football. So do you think it's a, a case that it might be that Matt Target is forced? This move, like you see, he doesn't want to sit on the bench, especially with the World Cup coming up as well. You know, there's a chance, outside chance, he could get into the England squad. So if he has indeed forced to move, I guess that shows a good a good sense of character that he's got. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Villa's perspective, in terms of his character, I wouldn't say the notion is he's bottled it. He's bottled going up against Luca Dina. He doesn't want to... Gerard wants two left-backs fighting for the shirts week in, week out. He told me the other week, Gerard, he said, I want a big squad. I want players fighting for positions every week. Because um, having a bigger squad, it just breathes that little bit extra from the players. And Matty, Matty Target, first opportunity, Newcastle's coming. He's taken it and he's gone. And it'd be for regular first-team football. So, yeah, there's two ways of looking at it. I mean, it's a good move for him, a good career move for him. I think going up to Newcastle, the excitement's up there. He can, can be a part of something special at St. James's Park. And he, if I was in his shoes without my Villa hat on and being a footballer, I think I'd do it as well. I think Jed Gerrard's come in within a couple of weeks. He's told him, I'm not having you. I'm going to spend £25 million on Dina. You sit down now. And then um, I'd be a bit hurt by that. I think that's that's in Target's thinking as well. I think he'd go up to Newcastle now with the point to prove. I think he want to prove Gerrard and, and Villa wrong. They were, let, they were wrong to bring, bring Dean in for, for such big money. So I think he's yeah I think he's got a point to prove up there and then like I said I think he's excited about the challenge that's played out with Newcastle being so busy in this January transfer window I think he's part of a bit of a, a mini revolution as it were Andrew so good luck to him. 
Yeah, fingers crossed it pays off from a Newcastle point of view. I mean, you mentioned there the element of, of competition. That's one of the reasons I'm actually quite surprised Villa have let him go. I think it's one thing, you know, a player saying I want to go, but, you know, like you say, Stephen Gerrard wants that element of competition. It's not too long to get someone in to replace him at all. So I'm a little bit surprised Villa have let him go, especially because I know I know Villa are quite above away from Newcastle on the league table, but it only takes a, a run of results to put together and teams can get close to one another. So, I still, I do find it interesting to let him go. Can I just ask, what's the situation with Newcastle's left backs? I mean, Jamal Lewis was big money, wasn't he? 14, 15 million quid. Yeah. Paul do you Dumas, know what? Yeah, now. So, what's happened with there? So, do you see Target going straight in? Oh, definitely. I think my Target will come straight in. I think he's an upgrade on what Newcastle have got. Now, Jamal Lewis, I'm a big fan of. He wasn't really fancied uh, by Steve Bruce. And then it took him a while to get into this this team under Eddie Howe. He had a few injuries. And then during December, he played quite well in Derry How We started to see yeah. a player. I think it was part confidence. He just needed the right manager around him. Um, and then he picked up a hamstring injury against Man City in a game when Newcastle, I think they lost all three. They lost three players in that game to injury, actually. Um, and we haven't seen him since. He's been on the bench the past two games. I think Eddie Howe is just trying to work him back. But when you look at what Matt Targa can do that season he had at Villa when he was voted player's player of the season, I think it was. Mm. Uh, it was tour of England. I think he is an upgrade, but it goes back to that competition point, actually. I'm excited to see Newcastle have, in my opinion, with Lewis and with Matt Targa, two proper left-backs, uh, even though there is whispers that uh, Jamal Lewis won't be in the, in the actual squad when it's handed over to the Premier League, which is quite interesting. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of money as well spent on Jamal Lewis, I remember, £14 million. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, looking at it, they've got Luca Dean at left-back and probably Ashley Young's going to have to fill in now. Um, Gerard, I asked Gerard about where does Young fit in. Young, young has filled in left-back before for Inter Milan. And, but for Villa, for Young, he's played a bit more further forward and that's where he likes to, to be in one of them number 10 positions. So he'll have to fill in in terms of target going to Newcastle. So... There's a void there. Um, Villa, Villa fans are worried about the lack of lack of depth now. So if Luca Dean picks up an injury next next time out, you start to worry a little bit. So yeah, um, the consensus is Villa have bought in Callum Chambers as well from Arsenal. He's a bit of a Swiss Army knife, as it were. He can play a, a whole host of positions as well. So it's one of them. I think I think targets fall through this move. I think Eddie Howe spoke well with him, and he's been guaranteed first team football, like you say. Yeah. I won't I won't back against. That, that move being made permanent in the summer. I think he, was, he hinted at that in his interview with NUTV just now as well. So he wants to keep Newcastle up target and then I think conversations will be had. Villa are going strong on Aaron Hickey out in Bologna. I think that, that one's for the summer for Villa. Scottish left-back. Some about Scottish left-backs with Robertson and Tierney and stuff like that. So I think Villa will look to move on without target now and target into James's Park, hoping to prove himself worthy of a, of a permanent transfer come the summer. Why do you think Gerard has come in and, and quite quickly determined that Matt Target isn't his first choice left back? Well, I, th- I think looking back from last season, Matt Target was player's player, like you mentioned, and re- he played really well. He had Grealish ahead of him as well. This season, he's, he's regressed a little bit. He had a he had an injury in the summer. And he started the opening day unfit and he got rinsed by Saar at Watford. And he, he's fighting for form ever since. And he hasn't hit the levels he did last season. So I think, I think he needs his freshen up. Um, he's been at Villa for playing in the 90, 90 games with Villa, so he's been a decent acquisition. I think it was £14 million from Southampton back in when Villa got promoted in 2019. So he's been a good servant as target. I think I think Newcastle fans will enjoy him. I think 
he's a bit of a bit of a Mr. Consistent. He's six seven out of ten on the ratings most weeks and rarely puts a foot wrong. So I think he's a solid acquisition for you guys. Uh, I think he slots in I think he improves your back four immediately. Got Premier League know-how, something Eddie Howe's spoken about as well. So I think he'll be bang up for the fight to relegation fight. I think he's I think he's a shrewd addition for sure, especially the loan deal. We get to see what the crooks of the loan deal are. Are Newcastle paying a hefty fee? I envisage, I envisage so because I, I think Villa would have been reluctant to let Target go just like that. So, yeah, all in all, I think it's a good deal for Newcastle. Um, another one that they've got right in this window. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think it'll, it'll slot in nicely up, up at St. James's. You say he's regressed. Is it a case that he set the standard so high? So for Newcastle, for example, Joe Willick arrived last January on loan. Yep. He hit an unbelievable goal-scoring run of games uh, and he hasn't lived up anywhere near the standard that convinced Newcastle to splash nearly £30 million on him. Um, but that is part of his own fault. He's a victim of his own success. Would you say that's the same with, with, with Target? Yes, I a little bit, yeah. He hit sky-high standards last season. Um, he played with Jack Grealish in front of him. The pair had a really good understanding. Close friends as well. Jack obviously helped him given his performances last season as well. So he hasn't had him to to lean on this season. We had Dean Smith. He was um, experimenting with a three-five-two. We had Matt Target and Matty Cash as the wing backs, and then didn't work out. And then Villa went on a bad run. Coincided with Target going on a bad run as well. Hence Dean Smith getting the sack back in November. Gerard's come in, playing a new style of football, um, new system. Target, yeah, he's, he's just he hasn't been he hasn't hit those heights, and I think Gerald's coming immediately, assess the squad, and I think we can get an upgrade there. And as soon as Luca Dean come available, Villa, Villa, Villa were very opportunistic to get that deal done. Had they left it a couple more days, and Benitez he got the sack, and and then I don't think that deal was there to be done. So Villa acted quickly to get Luca Dean, player of immense caliber, and drew like Champions League pedigree. Get a player like that for 25 Well, Newcastle was said to be interested at one as point well. as well. So that you know shows you um he was a man in, in, in demand. It, with Joe Willick, we've seen glimpses of him hitting that form. We've seen glimpses of why Newcastle wanted him back. Mm. Is it a case you think Matt Target has come down a level and he's going to stop at that level, or can he get back to the level which got him all the accolades last season? Yeah, I mean, I think he can get to that level. He's 26. I mean, he's he's got, he's got aspirations to, to get into that England squad. So there's the carrot for him. He can become a bit of a fan's favourite up at Newcastle, um, given the excitement building there. And he can, part, like I said, part of a little mini revolution. Yeah, I think he's a good player there. Um, I think he needs to do a bit, needs to be a bit better going forward. He's better defensively than offensively. So I think he, it's up to him, really. Um, he has been a bit of a, amongst the fan base down, down at Villa, a bit of a, um, I wouldn't say scapegoat, but his performances this season haven't been haven't been there. So he's, he's been subject to criticism from the Villa fans as well. So it makes a lot of deal, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's funny if you look on Twitter, Villa have been crying out for upgrades, left back and right back, and as soon as, as soon as target, as soon as they get one in Luca Dean, target decides to go. They're, they're, there's uproar. Why is he? Why is he left? We're short. We're short. But um, I think it, I think it's a deal that makes makes sense for both parties. Villa are on an upward curve now. The Newcastle have have explored the market well and done well in this market. A difficult winter window, as we as we all know. And I think it's a, a good deal for both parties. Matt Target's not going to play every week, and 
I think he needs this new lease of life now at Newcastle. Um, big club, big aspirations. I think that can kick him into gear again because I think he was a bit too a bit too comfortable at Villa until Dean signed. He had no, no real competition. Okay, Ashley Young was, was brought in in the summer. He's 36. He, he fills gaps. He doesn't play two games in a week, for example. So, yeah, I think target starts again up at Newcastle. I think Eddie has guaranteed in game time. We've spoken about that. And it's up to him now to where we can rediscover that form. So, I think there's no there's no risk of tax either, Andrew. It's a loan deal, remember. Um, Newcastle have options there. Decent options. Jamal Lewis, good player on his day. Paul Dummett's fielding for you as well. So, they've got options, which is what you want when, when you're down there and when, when you need to change it some weeks. So, yeah, no risk attached to this one. You mentioned there he's better defensively than he is offensively. Given that he'll be probably on the same wing as Alan St. Maxman, um, or or Ryan Fraser, but I mean, it obviously, just depends where some maximum players. But let's, for instance, say he is. How was he going to deal with that? Because no disrespect to Alan St. Maxman, he's not the kind of guy who really likes to track back. And I think at times we've seen Matt Ritchie, we've seen um, you know Javi Manquillo, Jamal Lewis, Jacob. If you all you know play there and at times struggle because they haven't really got the help in front of them. So how does Matt Target deal with that? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, he played with a similar flamboyant player with Grealish as well. Grealish did work back, but not as much. I think last season, the tactics were Grealish stay high and left and Target, when he had the ball, give it him. And then the pair works worked well. I can see Target working well with that as a maximum. I think he'll, whenever it's a maximum's free, I think he'll give him the ball. And I think he'll always be that defensive. He'll always be in shape. And I think, I think yeah, I think it worked well. Um, he, he's played with the player who plays off the cuff before with Grealish, like, like I've said. I think some maximum similar player. Um, I think Target could get could get the best out of him as well. So I won't be too too concerned about that. I think defensively, you're left back. You're going to defend first and foremost. I know you see the wing backs nowadays, Trent and Robertson and people like that. They're few and far between. So you got to do it all. But I think the the immediate focus for for Newcastle and how is being defensively assured. And I think Target comes in and does that. Will he be up for the fight? Now I know that sounds a daft question considering he signed. Uh, but he's only on loan. But Newcastle, despite all the wealth, and you know they've done quite well in the transfer market, they're still in the relegation zone. They're still not playing brilliantly. I don't think anyone's looking at that Everton game overly positively. You know, the, the odds are against them to to survive the drop. How will Matt Target handle that? Just the whole situation, because not every player can come to Newcastle for a start and handle, you know, the crowd and. I hate when people use the word expectation, but the the attention is a better word there. And then plus you've got this need to survive the drop. Interesting point you make there, because I think Target played his best best football when when there were no crowds in, hence why he got the player's player. When crowds have been in there, he's been on the far touchline. They've got the better of him sometimes. He had a couple of clashes against Adama Chirore. He got the better of him then as well on, on various occasions. So... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he steps up to the task. I know the St. James's Park crowd are an expectant bunch, and rightly so. So, sink or swim time for Target, I believe. So, and there's there's no better place to do that at Newcastle as it as he would find out in due course. So, I've got my, my I'm a bit wary of Target being up for the fight, as it were, because he, he's come off in a few games as well, Andrew. When he he's been winded or something like that, he's he's come off as opposed to staying on and battling on. So. There's question marks over that, but I'm sure you want to prove prove Gerard Villarang and other people. So, but yeah, um, well, 
proof of being the pudding, Andrew. So we'll, we'll soon see in the first few fixtures that that will play. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously Everton is coming up, and then you'll miss the game, I assume, yeah. with Villa. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, there's not many players who play against their their parent club for obvious reasons. In in terms of attributes, how would you describe him? What's his main plus? What is his biggest weakness? Yeah, good left foot on him. Um, very one footed, which is expected, really. Good left foot. Um, good one on one situations as well, and. And yeah, just a solid left back, good on the good technician, good on the ball, makes the right decisions. Um, just find the ball at times when he gets into the final third can be lacking. That's been an issue with Matty Cash as well for Villa this season as well. The two full backs haven't been renowned for, for chalking up assists and stuff like that. So yeah, um, an assured head, Premier League knowledge in abundance, know how he's been in relegation scraps before with Villa as well, which will help the cause. Um, and yeah, generally a cool head on. The mature shoulders and what you say, I think he's keen to prove a point now. And um, he'll have that bit between his teeth. He's mentioned that already in his interview as well. That he wants to prove some people wrong, and I think it's a good move for him. Good, good, good fit for Newcastle as well. Does leave Villa short for me, but they've got they've um, made an upgrade on that position anyway. So yeah, a lot to like about this deal for Newcastle for me, Andrew. So um, yeah, I think Newcastle fans will be pretty pleased with him. In the first yeah. few games, there's a lot of excitement on Twitter. I think it's partly because Newcastle have been after a solid left back for many, many years. The same Jamal Lewis, it hasn't quite worked out. And then you go back many years um, where you before you can actually pick a, a very decent left back. Um, just finally, then, we've mentioned there his need to prove a point. Do you believe it'll be to prove a point and go back to Aston Villa in the summer with, look, I'm here and I want first team football at Aston Villa? Or is that done now for his Villa career, do you think? So interesting, like you say. I mean, nine months ago, he signed a new four-year deal um, off the back of his, his, his standout season. Just how quickly it can all change, Andrew, like you say. Gerard's come in a matter of weeks and a couple of months, he's out the door target. So I think he's chosen, yeah, I think I'll oh, start this podcast. I think he's forced his move through. He wants to play football. He was really settled in the Midlands as well. He's big mates with McGinn and Mings. He's part of this little clique, the first team clique, always together. The the the, the, the senior group of players um, in Villa squad. He's part firm part of that, firm fixture of that. I'm very settled in the Midlands. So, yeah, come out a surprise to me. But uh, in terms of moving forward, I think if Newcastle stay up, I think Target will be a big part of that. I think Newcastle look to make it permanent in the summer. Um, I think I can see that happening now. Uh, I really can. So, yeah, all to play for. I think I think Villa paid £40 million for him. I think if Villa are to kick on, I think they, start, they need to start selling some players as well and making a bit of profit. So, hopefully, that, that'll come for them and make a rebuild then. Because I envisage Villa will be big players in the summer as well, as will Newcastle, should they survive as well. So, yeah, I've got a bit, 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 bit wary of old Newcastle now, man, being a Villa fan. Coming up now, with the, the deals I'm making, um, it's making a lot of boardrooms Look around the shoulder, thinking we've got to get this done before Newcastle come come to the fore. So, yeah, Newcastle will be big players in the summer, as will Villa, and I think I think I think I think Target will probably will become a permanent addition should this work out. Newcastle have lacked leadership at times on the pitch during this fight. You know that's why Kieran Trippier has come in, and he instantly yeah. we've seen what he brings. He's a leader. He's organising uh, the defence. A lot of people have said he, they, they would like to see him become captain. Will my target bring a similar sense of leadership to the group or is he a bit more quiet? So how is he going to fit in 
to a group? Is he going to make his voice heard? Yeah, he's a bit of a quiet and reserved character, Matt Target. Um, like like I've said, then he, he's with, with Villa's leadership group in the first team. He's very much, very much alongside the likes of Tyro Mings, John McGinn. He's in that little senior bubble. So beyond the scenes, I think he's well-liked and well-respected in the camp. So I think that'll be the case at Newcastle. In terms of on the pitch, I think I don't think you'll hear too much of him from the sidelines, but I think he gets on about his business quietly um, and he'll be assured in doing that. So, yeah, I think he'll be a key player beyond the scenes in the dressing room. A good addition that way. Immaculate character. You have no problems with him. I think Eddie Howell has got have a good character reference from Gerard as well. So I think he slots into that dressing room nicely. I'm not sure if he knows any of the lads previously, but, yeah, very likeable guy, very quiet, shy. Um he wants to let his football do the talking. So, yeah, good addition. And is he fit? Will he, do you think he, Everton Tuesday the 8th of February will be straight in there, do you think? I think how might chuck him in, yeah. Um, I, I think I think so. I think he'll build him up that way um, as opposed to drip feeding him into, into games. I think he'll start and then you're working on your match match minutes there and it'll be, yeah, a couple of games will be in, in, in the thick of it. So, yeah, I think he's, he's fit enough to start, for sure. He's, he's been ever-present this season prior to Luke and Dean's arrival, so he'll come in, no problems. Fantastic. And and just finally then, if you could just sum up uh, Matt Target to our listeners, what have Newcastle United got? You've got a Mr. Consistent, really. Um, a left-back. If you describe a left-back, it's Matt Target. He's a proper left-back. Good on the ball. Good defensively. Um, like I said, good, good in one, one-on-one situations. Makes the right decisions, and I think I think he'll, I think Saint Maximum will probably thrive under him as well. I think get get the better of him there, knowing he's got that defensive assurance. His target will be behind him, filling the gap should should go on the on the attack. So, yeah, uh, Newcastle are getting a, a shoot operator, been around the block, um, and he's, he's got the know how of, of surviving relegation as well with Villa back in 2020. So, good package, um, good to have in the dressing room. And yeah, a shrewd signing. Fantastic. Well, Ashley, thank you very much for joining us on the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm sure you'll be keeping a close tab on Matt Targ and how he does on Tyneside. You can find Ashley over on Birmingham Live, which is one of our sister titles of Newcastle United fans. Do head over to chroniclelive.co.uk where we'll keep you updated with all the latest Newcastle United news.